Welcome to On the Solid Rock Podcast. Our mission is to make Jesus known on this platform and beyond. Now, let's dive into this episode of On the Solid Rock. Welcome back to the On the Solid Rock podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to either listen or watch the show. I have, is it Maine Jenkins Cooper? That's your last yes, that's it your is. name? Yes. Ah, awesome. Well, Marlene, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. And for those that don't know who you, who, who, what your background is, Share a little bit about your background, and if you want to share your testimony, feel free to do so. You can take as long as you want. The floor is yours. So, how about it? My test. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> sorry. My testimony is my background. Um, I was born into a family of believers. My mother and father are born again Christians, um, rooted in the Word of God. And they brought up five mm. children in the word of God. They believed in ministry. Um, my father mm -hmm. was a deacon and he served the Lord through his church. Um, he taught Bible school. He did everything he could to assist the church. And then my mother has been a choir director for all of my life. And at 90, she is still the director of music of her church. So she does choirs and Praise God. Consequently, wow. at 90, she just did a big Christmas concert um, at 90. She's almost 91. Awesome. Um, I, in my family, um, we had to go to church every Sunday. We loved it. It wasn't, we, didn't, we weren't upset about that. We went to Bible study. We went to choir rehearsal, we, vacation Bible school. We did the whole, we were brought up in a Christian family through in and throughout. We also did Christian camping at least two to three weeks a year, Christian camping. Um, my mother still does Christian camping. I stopped because my dad was tired and he asked me, let your mother keep going. And if you would just stay home and take care of me during the summer when she goes to Christian camp. And this that was for young people, um, teaching young people from the, from the city of mm -hmm. Philadelphia to be outdoors and to learn about God and have fun. So um, I have two children um, and I'm one grandchild. Um, thank God both of my children love mm, Jesus. They're awesome. born again Christians. And um, my son, my daughter is more, she, she does church. She's from Philadelphia, so she does our church online. So she lives on the, um, on the West Coast, mm. so she doesn't, She's not physically in our church except when she comes on the East Coast. And my son, he um, serves the Lord in his church. Um, I've been in church, uh, like I said, my entire life. I uh, was the vacation Bible school director. Yay for vacation Bible school for about 15 years. I got saved in vacation Bible school at the age of seven. I know how important it is for young people to go to a place during the summer and learn about Jesus from nine to 12 or nine to Amen. one. It's a wonderful experience. It's one that I think it's the number one evangelistic tool for children. And now a lot of adults go to vacation Bible school 
to learn about God and just have mm -hmm. fun while doing it. Um, I am an organist for a Presbyterian church here in Philadelphia and the choir director. And at my home church, I also um, conduct, um, I'm one of the conductors when they needed a conductor uh, for, for a song or for whatever. I'm classically trained. I am a retired music teacher, 34 years in Philadelphia school system. I taught music and I taught computer science and I taught language arts. And um, and we inter a lot of times we just intertwined all three of them together. But now my new life is I'm an author. <laughs> so it came about, it just came about. Um, I went through a divorce back in 1999. Mm. And while I was going through the divorce, the Lord told me, he said, I want you to write a book. And here are the 10 chapters titles i said what 10 titles so i wrote them down but while going through a divorce you don't have time to write a book let alone be healed from a divorce so i did not even attempt to write the book while i was going through the divorce i just had these 10 chapters that god gave me then i got then later on i retired from teaching and i said well maybe now was the time to write this book. I'm healed from the divorce. Um, and I have time. I can research how to publish, how to write, and get my thoughts together. And that's how I became this author and this publisher. So I wrote the first book. It was completed in 2016. Um, the, the, the original title changed. It changed a couple of times. And then um, I said, I like this. And then as a choir director, I don't know how many of your audience members are in a choir at church, but you, it's good to have a devotional before rehearsal starts. And then you have to warm up your voice before rehearsal starts. And as a choir director, that can take right. a lot of time. So, okay, say, say the thing for Sunday, is the lamb of god well it'd be it would be great to have a devotional based on the lamb of god so i'm rushing okay get a devotional we're not talking about a dissertation we're just talking about a five minute or ten minute devotional so i get that together and then it's now time to warm up the voice we warmed up spiritually now we're going to warm the voice up and i start thinking what to be really good to have it already written down before I go to rehearsal and not have to plan it. So I started writing devotionals based on a theme of what the Sunday might be like. So I wrote a book called Grace Notes. This is the book here, it's called Grace Notes. And it's five minute inspirational devotionals for the church choir, the musician, because you know they're orchestras, they're bands, and then friends of music. There are people out there that just like they can't sing a lick, but they like church music. So if mm. you like church music, mm -hmm. then exactly. you would like just to go through this devotional of five minutes. And then it's a theme. Each devotional is a theme. There are a hundred devotionals. 
So a choir director or a band director or orchestra conductor can just go through this and see what theme works for them for that particular rehearsal. Um, I am just blessed that so many, that people use it. My orchestra uh, at my church, he said, you need to write another one because we've already finished your book twice. So I need, I need you to write another one. But the grace notes, there has a, uh, there is a reflection, a scripture, and then mm -hmm. four songs. You could either sing the songs. If you're in the, in the orchestra, you might want to, for instance, there is a, um, one of the devotional 76s Calvary and the, the uh, scripture is Luke 23, 33. So at the end of your devotional, you can sing Calvary, the Negro spiritual, or at the cross by Isaac Watts, or for my liberty called preacher, or at Calvary, Daniel Brink Tower. That's an option. You can do that, or you can, or if you're in your personal devotions, you can ask Siri, Siri, can you play at Calvary and just sit there and meditate? And you know, the Lord doesn't care how you sound. So you can sit there and just sing to the Lord by yourself. Right. So, um, and, or you can just just meditate on the words. So I wrote that book to fill my need to help me um, in my in my journey as a choir director. And I figured maybe other people might have that need as well. So that's why I wrote um, Grace Notes. And then um, when I was teaching school, my favorite class was called Life 101. And I, I taught computers, so the kids needed to learn how to, to live when they leave us at 18. How will I live? What are the strategies? What, what, what tools do I need to be successful? Yes, we teach them how to write a paragraph. Yes, we teach them how to write a, a well-constructed sentence, but how will you use your money when you get that first job? How will you save it? How will you spend it? How will you um, purchase items with that money? And um, so I decided to do a course called Life 101. And in my particular school, we were I was a specialty school. So I taught um, any subject, I taught any class I wanted to under the specific, under the um, guidelines of the state guidelines. So I taught Life 101 and it was for 15 weeks every day for 45 minutes. And I taught my students how to live between the ages of 18 to 88. Hopefully by 88, you really have it together. So you can just go on to 90, 100. You have the tools at that point. Hopefully you're not buying a house at 100. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you know how to save your money by 88. Right. Okay. So um, we, we walk through each phase of life um, and the kids enjoyed it. Sometimes they did enjoy it. I'll never get the, I'll never forget. One of my students sat in the corner of my classroom and was so frustrated because her budget would not balance. Everybody else left and went to lunch and she refused to leave until her budget was balanced. And she had to make some decisions. How do you budget? I mean, how do you balance this budget and be good and be um and and like it? 
You know, and you can't, we didn't want, you couldn't be in a negative. You couldn't have debt. That was one of the major things. We're not doing debt. So um, they really had to figure out. Um, one of my favorite sessions is buying a car. And my, you know, I have to send my lesson plans to the principal. So she saw my lesson plans. So for two days, I let them go on the internet and buy and look for a car. Oh, the boys had a wonderful time. They were getting Lamborghinis, Mercedes. Oh, they had all these wonderful cars. I gave, I let them just have a good time. And you like that car? It, oh, they, and I told them, Miss Cooper has a Toyota. And they just laughed at me. Why would we want a Toyota? And they just laughed. So for two days, I let them just have a good time. So that's an hour and a half of just looking for a car. The third day they walked into mm -hmm. the classroom and I said, okay, boys and girls, here are the parameters of buying your car today. And they were floored. I only could spend $500 a month. This is 10 years ago. I know some people are spending $700 a month now, but 10 years ago, um, I only could spend $500 a mm -hmm. month, 500. What about 517? A kid found a car where the, the car payments would be what the car payments were 517. 500. So all my students were look had those Lamborghinis and those Mercedes and those Lexus. They it wouldn't fit with their budget. They had to get a car that fit into their budget. Now today we have some of our so that book was for my middle school kids. As I went through conferences and everything, I now know I had to, I now am learning that I had to have a specific audience. So when I wrote the book, Life 101, this is the book, Life 101, Money Management and Adulting Made Simple. I targeted Generation Z Great title. and Millennials. Yeah, I, I targeted this group. Uh, although this whole class was, um was devised for my middle school students it works for any somebody in my church said why didn't you write this book for adults they need this book too yes anybody can use the book so now the mm -hmm. book is divided by stages in our life so everybody starts single we nobody comes in this world married so it's the single life now then I went to the marriage life. Now, some people do have babies before the marriage life. So in the book, it states some people use different steps. Some people take different steps to get to the end. So when I mean end, I don't mean death. I mean retirement. So some people, I have a section on single with children or married with children. And then I have another section. My students knew I got a divorce while I was teaching. And I told them there's three D's that can happen in your life. Technically, I started with two D's. Death or divorce. Death can happen to anyone at any time. And I wanted, this, I wanted them to know that death can happen to you in your 20s, in your 30s, 
And please don't judge me, people. I let my students know just because you get on that school bus at 3.15 doesn't mean everybody makes it at, makes it home. They're, they're car accidents. So they're bus, school bus accidents. So things, bad things do happen. So we have to prepare for things just in case. So how do we prepare? Life insurance. How do we, um, how else do we prepare? prepare? Save our money. So, I mean, I never forget a credit card company said, you need a credit card because if someone dies in your family, you need to put that credit, you need to put that funeral on a credit card. That's why you're calling me? No, we don't need credit. We shouldn't put a funeral on a credit card. First of all, because of 21, 21, 25% on a funeral. Right. Oh no. So, but then as I wrote the book, someone asked me to add another D. Divorce, death, or disability. They said disability can really change your life as well. And it does happen to people. Um, I have a um I have a neighbor now who's on disability. He got hurt. Sometimes you you have a fall and then you you get hurt and you have you can't work for a while. So you're on disability. So the major part of this whole book is the budget. So the the um so they have a budget and they have to learn about the wants and the needs. What do I need to make it in this world? What do I what wants do I have? So what wants can I use? What wants Sometimes, you know, the hairdresser bill, can you, can you fit the hairdresser bill into your budget? And, you know, ladies like their nails done. Well, can you afford to do that every two weeks? And your, mm -hmm. your salary has to match your budget, you know? So, and uh, so that course was wonderful. And I was always hands-on. We would go to a restaurant and eat on a budget. Now, normally, some kids, we just order anything off the menu, just spend as much as we want, have as many drinks. When I mean drinks, I mean sodas, as many as we want. <laughs> and the family bill can be very high. So, and how many mm -hmm. times are we going to do that a week? How many times are we going to do that a month? So this book called Life 101 teaches kids about adulting. Um, a lot of times, sometimes parents buy the books for their kids and sometimes young adults buy the books for themselves because they want to be independent. Mm -hmm. So once again, this, this book was written because I wanted my kids to be prepared. And some of the students who are now in their 20s and 30s, they're using the book. Or if not the book, they're using the concepts they learned in my classroom. Life 101, you're talking okay. about how you're preparing young kids for okay. basically adulting, and you're talking yeah. about how they're their D's. You got death. You got these are of all these are all very important things that honestly I don't. This is what should be taught in school, and it's really amazing that you're really teaching that, and that should be commendable to you that you know you were able to teach this stuff. You don't know how many people you actually affected. 
and preparing them for adult because as someone who's an adult, I can tell you, I was not prepared for adulting until I finally was into it. So and that's, that's very useful books. Amazing. Oh, they, and the thing is they have fun. Now, you know, some parents don't want to share this information with their children. So for instance, the light bill, how much, mm -hmm. how much is your parents paying per month for, for their light bill? Because they had to put that into their budget. So I understood that some parents don't share that information with their children, but the young teachers at the school will. So if you need to know how much a light bill is, don't ask me because I'm your teacher. Ask one of your older brothers and sisters who are on their own. Ask an auntie, mm -hmm. or you can go to one of the teachers. The teachers will say, I spend $125 a month for electric bill, for my electric bill. Or ask one of the young teachers, you know, maybe there's a $75, but you got to ask somebody. So they would ask um, different people so they could input it into their budget. But the main thing is that they couldn't do the debt. We're not going mm -hmm. to spend and be in debt. So they learn how to even go on vacation. Oh, I, I enjoy, oh, I, I love teaching. That's, that's what I do. So now this is completely secular. This has, this doesn't have any scriptures because I taught this in the public school system and I taught this, I wrote this book for them, for anyone, not just for Christians. But of course we can apply this to our Christian life. Because God wants us to be responsible. We're stewards over his money that he allows us to make and right. to just frivolously just spend it is right. is not what he wants us to do. So that life one on one, money management and adulting. And even how many times we're gonna change I think, our I sheet. think you're hitting the nail on the head on that one when it comes to just what God Right. Exactly. Because we're, we're stewards. And I I think yeah. you know the Bible does say a lot about budgeting. Right. It does. It does. And this, I, I don't have the scripture. Um, I don't know the exact uh, scripture reference, but we're not supposed to be the um, um, borrowing money. And, and, and debt is borrowing money that we don't have. Right. And the worst part is when we can't pay it right. back. You know, to buy a house, if you're going to buy a two, three hundred thousand dollars house, $400,000 house. Because average, it's like we've become a slave. That's what the scripture says. I, I should I should know exactly where that is, but we become a slave because we have to pay that right. back. And the penalty, if we don't pay the it back. The borrower is slave to the lender. That's, that's what it is. That's the scripture. The borrower is a slave to the lender. Exactly. So now I didn't give my students right. that, that, that uh, scripture, but I gave them the concept mm -hmm. that we need and not to spend everything we have. We don't have to spend everything that we have. There are people out there who make right. oops and gobs of money, but they're in debt. And they have to file bankruptcy, but you make- Yet they're broke. Yeah, they're broke. 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 So um, I just hope that my, um, and because of- yeah. the And I can't they, stand on my high horse and say that I'm not in the same boat. I am. And it happens. 
Easily. It's a struggle. Even, it's a struggle. Even, now, even and, medical. And, 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 and you got to teach. Yeah. You got to teach the young kids this skill of being able to budget so that they can prepare for adulting. And, and that's it. It's amazing. Now, even retirement. That these skills I, aren't being taught. It's not. And it was, and I devised right. this entire course myself. Um, why? Because I want my, I want, mm -hmm. first of all, the computer was the tool. Because I taught computers. I had 33 computers in my classroom. So th the computer was the tool. And kids love being on the internet. So you want to buy a car? Okay. $500 a month for a car note. Go look for a car that you can afford. And then this is funny. My mother's um, wash machine broke one day. I said, boys and girls, I got to mm -hmm. buy my mother a wash machine or she needs to buy a wash machine. Research, find a wash machine and let's see who can get the best wash machine out there. A particular wash machine can have three and four and five different prices. The exact same wash machine. It's what store you want to purchase it at. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful lesson. There's some people exactly. that will walk into one store. I want that wash right. machine. I'll pay whatever. And then you have someone else who'll go to the newspaper or go to the internet. Oh, Home Depot has a sale. But you know, I can go to Lowe's Right. And put it on a credit card. No. If Home Depot has a sale and you have the cash, mm -hmm. why put it on the credit card? So I try to teach responsibility, but it's hard when you, you have a yeah. liquid It's because they've been conditioned to, to use the credit because credit is so important. Our credit yeah. score is so important. And really, you, without it, you can't do anything. No, you can. You could buy things without well, a credit cash. score because you got because you budgeted your money. Yes, exactly. I got cash. I can buy that. You know. Yes, yes. <laughs> and cash is king. Now, unfortunately, we can go out today. Yeah, you're sounding like Dave Ramsey right now. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I did. My two favorite people are Dave Ramsey and S Susie Orman. Mm -hmm. Susie Orman, I I've been following. Yeah, I like them both. I I'm, I more listen to Ramsey than I do Susie, but yeah, I love I like yeah, Ramsey, I, and I think it's I'm trying to take what Ramsey teaches and trying to apply it to my life, and hopefully, this year will be I'll be able to build upon what I did 2023. So hopefully, someday that's it. Get out of debt, and, kids. Don't get in the debt. Yeah. Get get. Don't do that. And emergencies. Now, I love mm -hmm. that lesson. Um, I am I'm thinking about restructuring this book and having more All exercises. Right. The emergency lesson, things happen. So, boys and girls, mm -hmm. if if your washing machine breaks today, what will you do? Will you go to your mother's house and take all your laundry for the next six months? Yeah, do you have the money to be able to replace it? Exactly. Right. Because the washing machine is not going to last forever. Your refrigerator is not going to last forever. 
your car won't last forever. It's not. And even now, even the medical medical problems. I had a student who um, who fell in the schoolyard and broke her arm. Her parents had medical insurance, but the deductible, Mm -hmm. I think, was two hundred and thirty eight dollars. Did you have two hundred and thirty eight dollars just floating around? Yeah, she has insurance, good insurance, but she has a deductible. So yeah, all those things. Most and people I, don't have that money unless they save it yeah. up. And that's part of, like you said, what you're teaching with that book is, you know, building a budget, sticking to the budget and sticking to your plan. And, and, and after exactly. a while, you'll see. Emergencies exactly. don't happen the way they usually do. <laughs> they do. That's why they when they do happen, because like you said, life happens. It happens. And you don't know it happens a lot. And you'll be able to prepare for when it rains. No, exactly. You don't don't know when. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's amazing. That's really good that you got that book. And you know, life one oh one, that that that's that should be required reading for every for every student. Basically. It should be. I but so that but then again, that means our credit card companies would be very sad because no one is uh buying anything, you know, because it's not in the budget. I don't know if you heard anything recently, but this is dry January. And I heard uh, that some of the uh, restaurants are very upset because if no one is buying liquor, their revenues are gonna go down. But a lot of millennials are using. Yeah, because everybody concept. overspent for Christmas. Yes, and there is some millennials are also doing a mm. dry January with mm. they're right. not spending any cash. So, but somebody has to get it. Somebody has to understand that this is how we should live, and debt has a way of being a burden. You feel it on your back. You just feel it because it's. It holds us down. It holds us down. So that 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 book, I, in fact, I write all the stuff because I love exactly. it. Exactly, I love it. And my my book that I just released is called. So is where could not, somebody get this book if if they wanted to purchase? It? Available all for purchase. Are, oh, you can get them on Amazon.com. Unfortunately, he takes two thirds of my money, but people love Amazon. He's king. Um, Barnes and Noble, um, this is on Barnes and Noble, but you can get it on Amazon.com or you can go to my website, MarleneJenkinsCooper.com and and then where it says message me, you can message me and then I will send it to you. I can also send it to you. But if you want it tomorrow, you can go on Amazon.com. You can just go to your website, MarleneJenkinsCooper.com and the book's there, but you also said, yeah, you also it's said easy. it was also on Amazon. It was also, yes. did you say Barnes and Noble? Because you kind of, there um, a little bit. Did you um, say Barnes and Noble? It's not worth the wait is on Barnes and Noble. And, you know, okay. there's another company called So, yeah, Angel head on Spark. out. Get out there. Get those books. And and what's the next yes. book you want to talk about? It's not worth the wait. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've been heavy all by, for 35 years. And I finally, and I've been, trying to lose weight forever i lose the weight me too not all of it but i lose some gain some back and finally as you get older weight 
is not your friend. I used to say fat is not your friend. No, it's friend. not. And um, that was the original title until I found out people don't like the word fat. So I had to get rid of that. And my son gave me this book, It's Not Worth the Wait. He gave me the title because there's so many diseases that are connected to weight. And so I decided mm -hmm. I had to lose this weight. So I lost the weight. Right. But then the weight wants to come back. So I had to, I said, why don't you write? I was on a plane one day going to Florida. I said, why don't you write some devotionals that will encourage you and anybody else on weight loss and healthy eating? Mm -hmm. So this is nine, mm -hmm. this is a, a, a 90 day devotional. And you see all this here, right here, these, this weight of obesity, overweight, stress, mm -hmm. health issues. You can drop some health issues just by not drinking sodas with sugar in it. Not going to some of the fast Which I'm guilty places. of doing. I'm guilty. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the soda fiend. Let me tell really? you. So, you know, if you just drop the yeah, soda. Unfortunately, and my wife would love for me to, to, to not do that anymore and not trying. Hopefully in the name of Jesus, we'll be able to cast that, that, that sugar spirit it, away. So it is a, do you realize it really is a, it is a drug. I used to tell my students cause I used to also in life 101, we taught, um, Drexel uh -huh. university came into my school and taught my class how to eat healthy. And we mm -hmm. showed them what sugar does. And they were appalled how much sugar is in a ginger ale or how much sugar is in a Coke or a Pepsi, how much sugar is in Gatorade. And we actually took a teaspoon and showed them how many teaspoons of mm -hmm. sugar is in a particular drink. And even milk, we did milk and how much sugar right. is in water? None, no sugar in water. Right, None. no sugar in water, okay? No, but in, um, and then, and where I live in Philadelphia, we have this drink. It should be illegal to even sell it, mm. but they mm. sell it in the inner city mm. of Philadelphia and those kids drink it up and it's full of sugar. It's, it's, it's unconscionable, but that's a whole nother story. But we told make better choices. Yeah, what's the name so, of this drink? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I probably. You know called? what? I don't even know the name of the drink. I can't. Um, I can't. I just see the bottle. I don't. Even, and they don't sell it in the suburbs. That's the crazy part. Because, but they really? don't mind selling. It's just in the city. Inner city. Right. Or, or right on the mm. edge of the city. I would wow. let them bring it in my classroom. I told them it was a systematic way to kill you. So don't drink it. But it has so much sugar. It's just full of sugar. It's just like drinking, it's just like having sugar and you pour food coloring it and then pour water. And as right. a teacher, you know, you know mm. what happens after recess and after lunch. They're so high on sugar. Mm-hmm. Who wants to learn about how to construct a paragraph? <laughs> you know, so sugar is a, uh, is a legalized yeah, drug. That's true. It's a legalized drug. But this book mm -hmm. is not a diet. 
Although there are 90 healthy tips, and one is reduce your intake of sugary sodas. Um, one is try a new vegetable. Mm -hmm. Try one is try a new fruit. How many people? Oh, I've always been a foodie. So my students used to walk into my classroom and they might see mango on my a mango on my desk. What is that? You know, or dragon fruit. I love dragon fruit. Uh, but the average person doesn't know what dragon fruit is. Um, but it's a wonderful uh, fruit that can um, assist you in weight loss versus going to get a Snicker bar. Now, do we like Snicker bars? Yes. But. Oh, please. you know, yeah, I, I'm guilty. Now, if you're listening to the show, I'm holding up a, uh, I'm holding up a tin oh that says Snickers. And it says New York. Yes. Now, Snickers are fantastic. Yeah. Chocolate, gooey, addicted. Did I hear the word addicted? Mm -hmm. Now, my problem is bread. Yeah, it is. It's addicting. Bread and sugar. But me, we can yeah, just me too. Make, me too. If we make small changes, mm -hmm. just small changes, we can reduce the weight on our body. Right. And um, so I wrote, these are 90 devotionals mm -hmm. and um, you can go day one to day 90 or read any devotional um, that you want. Now this, this particular devotional is day 33. It says, eat the fruit. You know how many fruits are mentioned in the Bible? So many different. And my thing, um, I don't, I never wrote the actual number. Um, but God has over 2000 species of fruit right now. We have over 2000 species of mm. fruit. Um, I have to actually go into the Bible and actually write down how many, exactly how many, but the pomegranate, that's my favorite fruit. I eat that every day because I just love it. The apple, the figs, mm -hmm. um, uh, I have to go ahead and actually find out exactly how many, but the Bible speaks about all the various fruits that he's prepared for us. The apple, the orange, mm -hmm. the pineapple, the blueberries, the raspberries. Right. The, the, we, there's a variety. I love gooseberry. I love all the berries. So um, eating the fruit right. um, is a lot better than eating Snicker bars. Um, I think I probably would like as, as as much as I hate to admit it. Yes, you're 100 yeah. percent right on that one. And my wife, yeah. uh, if she's listening to this, she'd be like, "You're right. You eat too many of those. <laughs> eat the fruit. Yes, eat oh. the fruit. Now I like fresh fruit. Yeah. Some people like it frozen. They flash freeze a lot of the um, fruit now. Um. So like, especially with peaches. I don't eat canned peaches. Mm -hmm. I don't eat canned peaches. Even with the, the syrup, mm -hmm. that's a no-no. But the flash frozen peaches, right. oh, they're awesome. And you know, it was not it, we're not in the season okay. for peaches right now. So flash frozen peaches work well. Right. We just have to make a little bit of change. Just you know, not now to yeah, oh I lost weight. 
just a little. I lost 80 pounds, but I did a restrictive diet. Um, I I didn't eat any mm -hmm. flour and I didn't eat any sugar. And the weight just dropped. Mm -hmm. It just dropped. But then you get tired right. Right. of none of this and none of that. So I, I have added some of exactly. it back, but um I'm not mm -hmm. not on a regular basis. I'm not supposed to. Um, but but I don't want people to have to subscribe to what I do to lose weight because all you gotta do, like we just spoke about it, cut the sugar intake on the sodas. You don't have to, instead of drinking right. two two Pepsi's a day, maybe do one and then maybe go to zero. But if you have to have a Pepsi, right. have a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. I was exactly. in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta this weekend, and that's Coca Cola. Coca-Cola town. So a friend of mine yes, it loves is. Yes, it my is. friend loves Pepsi. So mm -hmm. she said, I will go ahead and drink the Pepsi. I'll drink the Coke because you're in Coca-Cola town. And my other friend, she had a wow. um, ginger ale and my mom had water. Mm -hmm. We have to make decide what we want to do. Now, my problem is not sugar, exactly. sugary treats. Mine is bread. I love bread. Mm. I love to make it. Me I too. love to buy it. I love to go into the bakery and see it. So I have to restrict my love use. Love the smell of it. Oh, smell. Mm. Uh, please don't judge me, people. I even like to mm. feel it. Have you ever felt nice, warm bread that just came out the oven? Wonderful. But you know what? That bread, right. a minute on your lips. A lifetime on your hips. So I walk every day, but that you can't out walk a diet. Yeah. You can't out walk a diet. So I right, you can't became mm -hmm. an author by way of helping myself and hopefully helping others. Mm -hmm. So my book called Oh, I didn't say about my the first book I wrote is called While in the Valley. These are the 10 lessons I learned while I was okay. in my divorce. Now, I changed the cover. Unfortunately, I don't know where the new... I just changed the cover. And um, I changed the subtitle. It was Teachable Moments in a Difficult Place. But people didn't understand what that meant. So I, the new title is Walking with God Through Divorce. So it's called While in the Valley, Walking with God Through Divorce. So um, this book is still on Amazon, but I did put a new book with a That's new That's a really cover. good title. Walking with God. Oh, I don't know how many of your listeners have ever awesome. gone through a divorce. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Divorce is not nice. There are people out there that, that get divorced and it's amicable and it's done quick, quick, quick. And now we just, we just went into January. January mm -hmm. and February are some of the hottest months. For right. divorce for people asking somebody for a divorce so i pray for the people that will go through a mm -hmm. divorce and that they can walk with god through the divorce and see his hand yeah. and how he will walk with you and help you through a divorce you won't be laughing through the whole you won't you're right about that I, I i can't but, yeah i can't speak on my personal experience with divorce i've never been divorced but my God. wife went through a divorce. She was previously mm -hmm. married, and I saw what it went 
what she through during that divorce because we were still friends. We've been, we have a unique relationship where we've been friends since two, one years old. That's how long we've really? been friends off and on. And, but I saw, yeah. Oh, let me tell you, this will probably be an interesting, it's interesting story. When we started dating, um, my wife brought this photo and said, here's the first photo that we ever took together. Right. And it's, I'm two years old. She's one. I, I, I've, you know, being that I'm kind of sarcastic sometimes, I kind of call that photo the blackmail photo because I'm like, yeah. And that photo, just to describe it quickly, it's me and her and my hands are on her shoulders. And I went, you see, even then I couldn't keep my hands off you. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, but, but it's also just um, seeing what she went through at divorce yeah. and what she had to do and then fighting for her kids because she had two kids from that previous marriage. Yes. I don't wish that on anyone, especially with the time that she had to deal with who she was married previously that was extremely abusive. Ooh. Yeah. It's one of those things where I wish that upon anyone. No, not even your There's enemy. a reason against divorce and that's, you know, but and it's it, not that's fun. One of the it's not fun to go it's, through. And and mm -mm. right. It's not exactly. fun. But you can get through it. You can get through it and God yes, will can. walk you through it. Yes, you, you can, can get through it and he will he will Amen. walk in the middle of the night when you're sad. And you know, you have to work. You still gotta go to work in the midst of a divorce. Yeah. And those persons who don't even have a job yeah. have to go find one. Um, and at this point, um, I'm also, I do a lot of ministry at my church. So I am one of the facilitators in my mm -hmm. church for divorce care. We have a ministry to um, mm -hmm. the, the divorce people in my church. There are people in your church who are just sad because they're going through a divorce. So we have a mm -hmm. ministry where they come. Uh, right now we're on zoom because since the pandemic we haven't gone back into the church for our divorce care sessions but um we we talk it out okay. and we minister to each other um twice a month um and we also call the the, mm. the, the ministry where do i go from here you know i'm getting ready to go through a divorce or i'm now mm. separated where do i go from here so the lord has helped um us mm -hmm encourage the people and then support the people and we've been through the divorce so we know mm -hmm. what it's like so yeah that's it that, that sounds like an awesome uh ministry and outreach and, and well, let's face it okay. you're providing a need that people need when you're going through something like divorce you need to have people surrounding you and you need that support yes. you do and so people that's, don't that's a wonderful thing that you got Sometimes you feel like you're shunned no, or they don't. That nobody wants to be around you, but somebody has to say, I'm going to support you, if not just in prayer. And if you know somebody going through a divorce, mm -hmm. send them a card. I mean, if you don't know the right words to say, right. sister or brother in Christ, I'm praying for you. Um, can is there if there's a, mm -hmm. is there anything I can do to help you? So, but people don't realize 
right. when people are going through trials and tribulations, the body of Christ should be there for them. They should be there for them. Exactly. I mean, because we're supposed Amen. to be family in Christ, Amen. right? So, yes, yes. Right. Exactly. We're one big, dysfunctional family. Let me tell you. It is, and we that, still love and you, so, each other. We, I love you. Love you guys. Exactly. So people talk about the church. Oh, there's yeah. so many hypocrites in the church. There's so many. The church is a hospital for for people who are going through. People people in the church exactly. are not perfect. So we all have our issues and our problems, yeah. and we work it out with God. We work it out with God for Him to help yeah, us exactly and, and guide us on this journey. And then there's scriptures to help us. You know, so yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've said it many times on this, many times with friends of mine that the biggest issue that I see in the church today are Christians that just don't read the Bible. I mean, a couple months ago, I went through read the Bible days and just take the challenge, just do it. Take the challenge of reading the Bible in 90 days. God will reveal himself to you as you're reading. And there's going to be a lot of, let's face it, dry moments. Because yes. there's a lot of dry spots in that Bible. But there's a lot that you're going to, things that God's going to reveal to you. And especially exactly. for those of you that have gone through divorce, there is you know, God can heal you from that. You exactly. can heal that. You can be healed from that horrible, uh, tragic event that honestly, some people believe that, you know, it, to a certain extent, divorce brings demons. If you believe that or not, you can, if, if, if you do believe in that, guess what? You can get delivered from that spirit. You can be delivered from all spirits. Mm. So, that's an amazing thing. Now, before we end the show, I do have to ask, finding out that you're from Penn, uh, you're from Philadelphia, you don't root for the Phillies, do you? Yes. I thought you were going to talk about the Eagles because they lost last night. You scared me. I thought you were going to talk about the Eagles. I uh, love the well, Phillies. I love our team. No. I, I, yes, because uh, this, this is the point of the show where I have to reveal, being who that you're you, from Philadelphia, you? uh -huh. and I'm from, uh, I, I'm I'm from New York, and ah, I'm a Mets fan, mind you. Okay. And the Mets are the rival of the, yes. the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. So now, you're mind right you, in football, I I could. Look, I could care less about what the Giants and the Jets are doing. I mean, or the Bills. I'm not that big in the football. I'm really big in the baseball. So, yeah. But those are some really good books. We went through. Did we go through all your books? Yeah. You um, I'm all for it. This this is the first one, but I did change the title. But it's still Wild in the Valley. If yeah. Just just run run down the four books that people can get from your website at uh, Marla. MarleneJenkinsCooper.com. Just Wild run down the, the list of the again for those that Wild in the Valley. Yep. Okay, Wild in the Valley. I did change the cover, but it's Wild in the Valley, 
walking okay. with God through divorce. Mm -hmm. This is grace notes. This is um a hundred devotionals, five minutes. We need to have personal devotions as well. We can use this for personal devotions, but it has a music theme. Mm -hmm. um, songs will be included or titles and a reflection in the prayer. And this is the third book. This is a secular book for adulting. This is for anybody. This is for anybody. But I did target millennials and Gen Zs. I mean, yeah. Gen X and Zs. So it's mm -hmm. for anybody. It, it deals with every every facet of life. For instance, we should be getting ready for Christmas for next year. What is your budget for Christmas next year? Wait, but that was last yeah. week. Yeah. How much are you going to spend for 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 2024, yeah. and who are you going to buy for? So are you going to? Um, there's a whole Christmas list in exactly. here. Exactly. Uh, who are you going to buy Christmas gifts for? It cut like Dave Ramsey said. It comes. It's going to be mm -hmm. here in 300, 300 what? Thirty days? Three hundred? No, three hundred and fifty days. Christmas will be right back again. Right. And this is the weight loss book. Yeah. And this if you don't budget, you don't want to still. Yeah, the weight loss. Not, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go yeah. back. I'm sorry. If you don't budget for Christmas in 2024, you might spend two or three thousand dollars and realize when the bill comes on the third right. week of January. I don't have the money for it. I, and yeah. I buy you might year. spend so much money that you'll still be paying for it when the next Christmas comes rolling around. Oh, yeah. that would be now, what was the weight loss book title called? That, that it's book? not worth the weight. Is not worth the weight on your joints. That the extra excess yeah. weight on your joints. Having eighty pounds That's leave not, my body. That, that a blessing. Now I gained a little bit back, mm. but not eighty pounds back. Thank God. Yeah, um, and it I, is. I, and, I, and I constantly work on it every day. We all do. So I'm. I we have, all do. I have a challenge right now. Um, on my Facebook, on Marlene Jenkins. Where Marlene? I'm, I'm sorry. On on is not worth the wait. I have a we're on day eight. No, you um, continue. You're talking about a Facebook thing? Yes. Um okay. on is not worth the wait. There's a Facebook page that has uh is not worth the wait, and we do a, a, a new day every day. So we're on day eight. But you can start this book on any day you mm. want to. The main thing cool. is to do it at any time. And don't wait for people always want to wait till Sunday to go on a diet. Don't right. wait till Sunday to go right. on a diet or, or not a diet on a healthy weight loss journey. Don't wait for Sunday. Start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. Exactly. That's it. I have a feeling that as soon as my wife he hears this, because she's already got on her kick, she's already on her her because she's she trying her to weight loss weight journey for health reasons and and i'm trust you know it's a stronghold. Yeah, she it's has hard. medical issues but um she's trying to just keep her it it is struggle it's a struggle but you know what you can do it you can do it you just need the determination to do it and identify your triggers and yeah it's doable so yes yeah those four books sound absolutely amazing and if you want to get a hold of anyone any copies of these books, just go over to MarleneJenkinsCooper.com or check Amazon, check on Barnes & Noble, go over to those sites, get some of these books.
or get them for Christmas gifts this coming year. Because, you know, some of us are still paying for Christmas the previous year. So, yes. Marlene, it was absolutely an honor to have yes. you on the show. Thank you for taking time. Busy schedule. Thank you for putting up with all the uh, craziness that's going on. And thank you for doing what you did in training the young and the next generation of kids as a teacher. That thank was absolutely you so amazing. Your testimony is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is, is there anything else you just, just want to say before we end the show? No, just thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope that people will be blessed and encouraged as they go through the things in life. If it's not weight loss, if it's managing life, or just having devotional time with the Lord or going through divorce, mm -hmm. I pray that you will be encouraged and supported. Right. Amen on that. Once again, thank you, Marlene, for being on the show. And for those of you, links to her websites and her information will be in the description of this podcast. Go down in the description, click on there, go over there and check her out. So cool. have a good one, guys. And we'll talk to you guys later with another episode of On the Solid Rock. Yes, bye amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. We believe you are encouraged and strengthened by this episode. If this was a blessing to you, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please leave a review on this podcast wherever you consume podcasts. It will help a lot. Go to the show's website at dongardner.weebly.com and may God bless you and keep you on the solid rock.